I think the proof is in the pudding when you help someone really to start detoxing and they start seeing the weight come off. Well, you got a believer. I agree with you though. The hormones for me, that's the foundation. They are the biggest needle movers. And if we can balance those, people are like, wow, I'm sleeping. Wow, I have energy. Wow, I am losing weight. It's possible. Welcome to the Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. Today, you get to hear from Dr. Kyrene Dunstan. She's going to share how your neuroendocrine and bioenergetic balance contribute to overall health status and longevity and talk about how to address toxicity as a contributor to decreased longevity and weight gain. Let's get started. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Your Longevity Blueprint podcast. Today I have on Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Leading by example, she's lost a life-changing 100 pounds and healed herself from chronic disease using natural treatments. She's fellowship trained in anti-aging, metabolic and functional medicine like myself, and specializes in helping women jumpstart their weight and energy goals at midlife by addressing the root causes. Dr. Corinne Dunstan hosts her Brilliant Health Revolution podcast, her Brilliant Health Secrets YouTube channel, and the Stop the Menopause Madness Summit, where 53 experts share their top strategies to lose weight, regain energy, balance hormones and moods, feel sexy and confident, look great, and master life, which is preaching to our audience. So that's great. So welcome to the show, Dr. Dunstan. Thank you so much. So glad to be here with you. Well, tell us your story. I want to know how you got into anti-aging medicine and how you lost 100 pounds. Sure. So I was an OBGYN, delivered thousands of babies, did pap smears, hysterectomies, everything that we do for women's health. And my own health really suffered. I got to a point where I weighed 243 pounds. I had chronic fatigue, so I was tired all the time. I was either working or sleeping. And even though I was a wife and a mom, I didn't have energy for anything else. I suffered with all kinds of health problems. I had pain in my body every day. I had fibromyalgia. I had depression and anxiety. My gut was in an uproar. No matter what I ate, it didn't matter. It was just irritable bowel. I had gastritis. I mean, the list just goes on and on, hair loss. And I looked and felt 20 years older than I was. And here I am, board certified OBGYN. I'm supposed to know more about women's health than anyone else. And I can't figure out what's wrong with me. I would run, I'd say, something's got to be wrong with my thyroid. I would do the thyroid test. I'd say, oh, something's going to, I'm going to find something I can fix. And it would come back, quote unquote, normal. I probably checked my thyroid at least 10 times. All the labs that I would check would come back normal. I would go to my internist. I'd say, something's got to be wrong. She would run tests. They would come back normal. And I really got to this place, Stephanie, where I, I was so hopeless. I, I thought, I know all there is to know about women's health. There's nothing wrong with me. So I just must be crazy and doomed to a life of obesity and chronic fatigue and poor health and just going to de- deteriorate from there. So I was actually in a very hopeless place. I kept living my life because I was the breadwinner of my family. So I had to keep doing what I was doing. And then one day, a woman who I'd been working with, who was at midlife like me, uh, same problems, crazy periods, weight gain, can't sleep. Well, she couldn't sleep. I was sleeping all the time. 
and we did the usual treatments that we're taught to do as OBGYNs, right? Birth control pills, antidepressants, sleeping pills. It's basically a pill for every ill, a pill for every symptom to suppress the symptom. I had given her a fistful of prescriptions and it just didn't work for her. And she went away and came back a year later and I saw her at the end of the hall and she was completely different. Her eyes were shiny. Her skin was bright. Her hair was full and she had this pep in her step and she was slimmer. I couldn't wait to get her into a room and ask her what she had been doing. So I did just that. And she said, oh, I learned about this thing called functional medicine. And I went and saw this doctor in another city and we checked my hormone levels and we balanced them. And I'm on bioidentical hormones and told me all the things she had done. And she was living proof that this worked. I'll tell the little side story. So she had learned about it from one of Suzanne Summer's books and she brought it for me. She said, I want you to read it. And I, I was cl clearly impressed with what the transformation she had had. But I took the book home and I put it on my nightstand and I was married at the time. I said to my husband, I'm not reading this book. It's by Chrissy on Three's Company. What is she going to teach me about women's health? And he said, yeah, and she used to be a Playboy bunny too. And I really wasn't going to read it. So it sat there for months. And then one Saturday, my kids came in to say they were going to the movies with their dad, which they didn't even bother asking me if I wanted to do anything anymore because the answer was always no. Mom, when she's not working, she's home in bed in pajamas. So I said, let me just pick the book up and look at it so I can check it off my to-do list and give it back to her and say thank you very much. And I picked it up and started reading it. And it was the most amazing book because it wasn't anything about Suzanne. It was just using her celebrity as a vehicle to interview these doctors and scientists in this field that looked at the function of the body and optimizing function. Talked about how disease is not the issue, it's the function. And it had me hooked within a few pages. Before long, I was turning the pages like I was reading the Da Vinci Code. And I finished that whole book in one day. I remember when the sun went down, I had something that I hadn't had in a long time, and that was hope. Hope that if this is true, my health could change, my life could be different. And so I made a promise that day that I was going to learn everything I could about it, do it on myself, see if it worked. And if it did, I made a promise that I was going to tell as many women as possible about this. And that started my journey. And Yes, my health and life transformed my, and actually my profession, because then I knew that regular OBGYN wasn't the answer. So my patients were doing the same thing to me. They saw me losing weight. They're like, girl, what are you doing? We want that. So it just transformed everything. And you're suddenly very thankful for that book, right? <laughs> the book you maybe didn't want to read at first <laughs> now became a, such a blessing. So let's talk about the issues that you struggled with, kind of being overweight and the connection to fatigue. So how are those related? Oh, yeah. So they're intimately related. I call them the two sides of a bow tie. So they're related because when you have excess fat in your body, it means that you're not properly breaking it down and converting it into fuel or energy. So if you have excess fat, that's not being converted to energy, then you have low energy, then you have fatigue. And so the two go hand in hand. I find it's very rare for someone to be overweight and not also have some degree of fatigue. 
and vice versa. So they're intimately related. They're connected. Once fuel and energy is the result of fuel, right? That's the same in men too, right? So obviously we're talking about women today, but the same yeah. is true in, in men. Same in men, right? That It's true. Yep. I see a lot of very overweight men with extremely low testosterone levels. I mean, just very low hormone. Do you feel like there's a relationship in women as well with being overweight and then having low sex hormone levels in general as they age? Well, yeah. So we have that program senescence of our ovaries. We only have so many eggs when we're born. And as we age, they age and they deteriorate each cycle. And even though we have millions at birth, by the time we're 35, we have a reduced number and that's when we're considered advanced maternal age. So any offspring that we have will be at increased risk for chromosome anomalies, but also the hormone production starts deteriorating from the ovaries. Typically, estrogen actually starts going up and progesterone starts going down. And this crescendo goes all the way through the 40s. And then there's menopause, average age is 51. And then ovarian production of estrogen and progesterone completely cease. There are some other tissues in the body that can make those hormones. And testosterone is 50% made in the, in the ovaries and 50% in the adrenals. So not all women have testosterone deficiency as they go through the perimenopause and menopause, but it's pretty universal that women in the perimenopause have progesterone deficiency. And by the time they menopause, it's about 85% of women have a progesterone deficiency. I see that all the time. I tell my patients progesterone is usually the first hormone to go. I've seen it in the 20s in the 30s and 40s and 50s. <laughs> but that's what can lead to these hev this, these heavy, irregular cycles, women waking up in the middle of the night feeling like they're having panic attacks, can't sleep, they feel anxious. Progesterone's that soothing, calming hormone. We need lots of that in our life. <laughs> and when you have, I, I like how you said that crescendo, that crescendo of the, the higher estrogen, lower progesterone, that can certainly create for more problems. Let's talk more about this neuroendocrine balance and why it's important to just health and overall longevity. You've kind of already alluded to some of that, so let's talk more. Sure. Women always think that we blame everything on our sex hormones, right? Here comes perimenopause and menopause, and it's all it's all menopause's fault. But the truth is, I call that those sex hormone imbalances, the straw that broke the camel's back. Because usually there are these other imbalances in the body that are accruing year by year, decade by decade, and it becomes our new normal because it happens so gradually. We don't really notice it. So how do you boil a frog in water? You put it in cold water and slowly turn the heat up and it doesn't realize what's happening till it's too late. Whereas if you put it right in boiling water, it would immediately jump out. Well, the same happens for us. So we go through these changes and we're having neuroendocrine disruption with our autonomic nervous system and with our progesterone often and our cortisol, most importantly, our stress hormone. And slowly but surely, this becomes our new norm. So maybe we gain a few extra pounds. Maybe we're just not, don't have the pep we used to or the mental clarity. We start having these health problems that we go to the doctor and they give us a pill to get rid of the symptom, which shuts down the communication from our body that it's trying to tell us, hey, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Pay attention. It's not that we have a deficiency of birth control pills or Prozac or Ambien, right? That's not what your body's asking for. It's asking to have its nervous system rebalanced and for you to stop doing so much because you're 
stressing your, your hormones out and your nervous system. And this happens slowly, slowly, slowly. And then here comes the perimenopause and menopause. And we go, oh my gosh, this perimenopause and menopause are killing me. They're horrible. But the truth is they wouldn't actually be horrible. There's some countries where they don't even have a word for menopause because it's not, it's not a thing because women just stop menstruating and they life goes on and they don't feel as sick as we do in our country. And the reason we feel sick is because of all these unaddressed imbalances in the nervous system. So the parasympathetic nervous system that runs everything you don't think about, all your internal organs, your heart, your breathing, your digestion, your immune system. And we're always in go go, go, do, 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 which is sympathetic dominance. And sympathetic nervous system is, I call the Hulk, is that blood rushes to your periphery, to your hands on arms and legs, and you're strong and you can run fast and you can make that meeting and make dinner and (laughs) do all the things that you do every day. But that is the breakdown form of energy. And we have to restore it with the complementary part of the nervous system, which is the parasympathetic nervous system, which I call the Buddha, which is the rest and digest and heal part of the nervous system. And that's calming down. It's meditation, it's breathing practices, it's mindfulness, it's yoga, it's being present for your life and not just screeching through it at a mad pace. And that's the only state in which we can heal. So when we ignore that that imbalance and we're so depleted in our parasympathetic and so jacked up in our sympathetic, our body's in breakdown. And this starts causing breakdown in all of our cells, all of our tissues, premature aging. That was part of my problem. So we've got to recognize this and balance that part of the nervous system, which is intimately connected with our endocrine system, both of which originate in the brain, because otherwise we are headed for decreased longevity. And there's actually, I saw a study recently, they're saying now that if you live a stressful life, which I think right about now, about 100% of us qualify, your life expectancy is decreased about 2.8 years. Surprised it's not more. I mean, that's that's still depressing, but I'm surprised it's not like five, <laughs> 10 years. Right. And smoking, I think, was 6.5 years. But so it's still pretty significant if just how you're living your life is cutting your longevity by 2.6 years. Yeah. Totally. Now, I was next going to ask what are strategies for improving this balance, but you kind of already listed off many of those. So maybe I'll, I'll change that question. I'll modify it to what strategies did you implement in your life to help? Yeah. So one thing is, well, I love HRV monitoring, heart rate variability monitoring. It's a very sensitive indicator. Actually, it can be of whether you're sick or not or pending mortality and certain decreases in certain parameters can herald impending death. So it's it's a very sensitive tool. You now can get an app on your phone and- Or my ring, my aura ring will measure heart rate. Your ring, you can do the aura ring. Right. And um, then you can do breathing practices and see how it improves that. So part of my regimen is monitoring it and doing breathing practices like resonance breathing to improve it. Now, the other thing I would say is that nutrition is huge with heart rate variability because what run neurotransmitters? What are they made out of? Amino acids and minerals and other nutrients. So 
if your digestion isn't optimized and you're not properly breaking down your food, which a large majority of us aren't because we eat standing up and on the go and we're in a rush and we don't chew 30 times till we have liquid and we don't have proper digestive enzymes and we all, all start losing stomach acid at 30. By the time we're 70, we have none. So right there, you've got the first stop in digestion, second step. And actually I call this the second step. The first step is the foreplay to eating. <laughs> where you have to be in the right mindset. You can't be rushed. You have to sit down and be mindful and breathe and get that parasympathetic on board before you even start to chew. Smell your food. Yeah. Save your flavor. Smell your Enjoy food. It. Yeah. And so if we don't do all these things, well, by definition, you have poor digestion. Even if you don't have symptoms like irritable bowel or gassiness or bloating, anything like that. So you're not breaking your food down and your proteins down, which means you're not getting the amino acids and the fuel, or I call it the juice for that, that part of your nervous system. So supplementing with amino acids, vitamins, minerals, nutrients that are readily absorbable while you fix your digestion is invaluable. I've seen people really improve their heart rate variability just by supplementing these free nutrients. So I think it's lifestyle, decreasing your stress, mindful practices. I love, I'm a lover of yin yoga and restorative yoga for restoring the parasympathetic nervous system and also the nutritional supplements. Awesome. Excellent strategies. I get asked all the time, what's one product that I just can't live without when it comes to maintaining my own health and longevity? And my answer is something you've actually heard me mention on several episodes. It's called mitochondrial complex, and it's pretty much the Cadillac of multivitamins and it's packed with antioxidants, including three key players, acetyl-L-carnitine, alpha-lipoic acid, and N-acetylcysteine. Think of a steam engine that requires coal to be continually shoveled into the furnace to power the train forward. Acetyl-L-carnitine does that for your body by shoveling short-chain fatty acids into your cells to provide your body with energy. This is an absolutely essential task to keeping you running. However, what's a byproduct of fire? You guessed it, smoke. Unfortunately, in this analogy, smoke from fire equals free radicals. To combat those free radicals, other antioxidants are needed, and that's where alpha-lipoic acid and N-acetylcysteine come in. Together, they scavenge free radicals and help boost and recharge glutathione, the most potent antioxidant in the body. To top it off, mitochondrial complex also contains a little bit of green tea extract, broccoli seed extract with sulforaphane, and even resveratrol. Research has shown that when athletes and individuals that are under stress begin taking this product, they are less likely to get sick, as they're giving their body what it needs to conquer those stressors. Who doesn't need protection from stress and cellular damage at this time? I certainly do. I take this product every day. If you're interested in learning more about how mitochondrial complex can help support you living a longer, healthier life, check out my blog post on why antioxidants are important found at yourlongevityblueprint.com forward slash why dash antioxidants dash are dash important or in chapter four of my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. To get 10% off our mitochondrial complex, just use code ENERGY when checking out at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So let's transition into bioenergetics. So what are bioenergetics and how important are they to longevity? 
So bioenergetics, bio is your biology, energetics is energy. So it's how energy flows through your body. And there are actually several systems that monitor this and create this. It's also how you make energy. So we talked earlier about how weight and energy problems are coupled. Well, they're coupled in your mitochondria, which are the powerhouses or energy plants in your cells. They're what actually take calories, whether they come from glucose, sugar, or fat, and transform them through these cascades into ATP, which is our currency of energy in the cell. So bioenergetics looks at that transformation. And when you have toxicities, for instance, which I think we're going to talk about too, they can interfere with the cascade that creates energy in the Krebs cycle and various processes in the mitochondria. And then you have thwarted that process of conversion and your body needs energy to run every day, to bat an eyelash, to think a thought, to digest a food. And it also needs energy to repair cells and DNA. And so when you don't have the proper energy, then you get these kind of stochastic problems where DNA is not being repaired, cellular repair is not happening, and that definitely does decrease your longevity. Totally agreed. So let's talk about toxicity. So we've ha- I've had several episodes where we, we've talked about we've talked about this, but this very much applies to hormones and menopause specifically. I think I want to go back to one thing that you said about other cultures just kind of soaring through menopause, it, not not feeling like it's a disease or a diagnosis or something, right? It's just a natural progression. And many other cultures, in many other cultures, some women have no symptoms. So my patients always ask me, well, why am I, Why do I have so many symptoms? <laughs> or why did past <laughs> generations even not have symptoms, but now we do? And my answer to that, part of my answer to that is our toxicities, the toxins that we're exposed to. And I don't know if you agree with that, but whether or not you do, maybe tell me what your definition of toxicity is and why that is a health issue and why toxins do impact our hormones. Yeah. So I would say two reasons, cortisol imbalance and toxicity. Toxicity being a huge part of cortisol imbalance. (laughs) So toxicities, oh my gosh, where do we start? 85,000 new chemicals introduced into the environment since the 1950s. The average person has traces of 400 toxic chemicals in his or her body. We are swimming in a sea of toxins. We breathe them in every day. They come in through our skin, in our cosmetics and toiletries that we use, the laundry detergent and dryer sheet that we use. So they're coming through our skin and we are ingesting them with the pesticides and herbicides and hormones in the food that we eat, the additives, artificial colorings and flavorings, preservatives, the plastics that we eat everything out of. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, I bought some chicken at the Whole Foods the other day and It came sealed in two layers of plastic with this big plastic tray, just like when you buy an electronic at Best Buy and it comes, you know how it comes in that sandwich plastic with a big rim around it. And I had to cut the thing. And I'm like, since when do we package our chicken like we package our electronics? Like who decided this was okay and healthy? So the plastics are leaking into that chicken, right? And then I I'm eating the chicken. So the the plastics in the plastic bottles, so many things come in plastics. So we're just swimming in a sea of 
chemicals. And we're taught as mainstream medical doctors that detoxification is not a thing. You don't need to do something to aid it. Your body takes care of everything. You don't need a multivitamin. You don't need supplements, right? Ask any mainstream doctor. They'll say that's a bunch of nonsense. You're just paying for expensive pee. But The truth is so much, the reality is completely the opposite. If you're not doing something to actively prevent these things from getting in your body and ushering them out through your liver, which is your main sanitation department, which dumps it into your poo, which has to go out in the toilet, right? If you're not doing something to actively promote that with various botanicals and nutrients, you're just storing this stuff up and you know back to the weight issues the problem is your body can't allow these toxins to just float freestyle throughout your system because they damage your cells they damage your mitochondria they damage everything so your body says oh my gosh we can't get rid of this what are we going to do well what it does is it takes it and puts it in storage well where's the storage in fact yeah <laughs> right that is not just decoration. It's not just unwanted <laughs> decoration. It's biochemically active. It produces hormones, most of which are toxic. It produces inflammatory chemicals and it stores toxins. So we have got to, everybody needs to understand this. You have got to be actively detoxifying on a pretty consistent basis. And if you have some of these genetic, what we call SNPs, that are genetic anomalies where you don't detoxify properly, I happen to be one of those people, then you need to be doing even more. And and it behooves you to have some genetic testing to find out what your particular SNPs are so you can learn how to work with them so that you can remove that effect on your longevity. Totally agree. And for the listeners, looking at genetics is topic of chapter three of my book, Your Longevity Blueprint, where I'm comparing the electrical work in the home to genetics in the body, because there are bad genes you want turned off and good genes you want turned on. And the good news is there are things we can do to to turn genes on and off. So I want to go back and emphasize the point you just made, that there is a huge relationship between weight gain and toxicity. So many of my patients come to me wanting to lose weight and they want their hormones optimized. And so do I. That's one of the first things I work with them on because that gets them feeling better more quickly, right? Then they're more likely to buy into (laughs) some of the diet changes and other things I'm going to be recommending. But they don't always look at that relationship. Many times in patients, when everything else is in check, it's the toxicities that that really aren't. (laughs) Um, Or I'll say maybe everything isn't in check, but it's... superficially appearing like everything else is in check, the patient may just be very toxic and that's why they need to lose weight, right? Or that's why they need to, I'm sorry, patient is toxic and that's why they're gaining weight. So I tell patients that your bodies don't make mistakes. Like you were saying, your body's strategically going to store the toxins in, 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 in fat rather than letting those toxins get to your, your brain or you know other other aspects of your body. So if you're overweight, and you're tired, Dr. Dunstan is saying, you may be toxic, right? So that's something you need to be actively working towards. You need to be detoxing. So tell us some of your strategies for for detoxing. Like, do you like infrared saunas? Like, what are your favorites? So I would say we're all toxic. It's not if, it's just matter of degree. So one of the things I like to start with is I like people to do something called an MSQ toxicity questionnaire, because you're right. A lot of people don't get it because you can't 
see these things. So it's like the dust under the couch. I don't have any dust in my house. What are you talking about? Right? Well, pull the couch out. So how you pull the couch out is you do a questionnaire. And most people, if they answer it honestly, they're going to get a score from zero to 100. And the higher you, or over 100, if the higher you are, the more toxic you are. So that's the first wake up call. And then I find when I educate people about where toxins are coming from in their life and they start checking off in their mind, Hmm. Yes, I have Glade plugins in all my rooms in my home and I wear perfume every day. And oh, these are made from gasoline and they're highly toxic. And oh, when I was a kid, I grew up on a farm and we used to sit in the silo where my dad kept the pesticides. Right. So I really like bring this to their attention. They can start really seeing where they've been picking this up. And then I think the proof is in the pudding when you help someone really to start detoxing and they start seeing the weight come off. Well, you got a believer. I agree with you though. The hormones for me, that's the foundation. They are the biggest needle movers. And if we can balance those, people are like, wow, I'm sleeping. Wow, I have energy. Wow, I am losing weight. It's possible. And then for me, the next level is moving into that toxicity, which to me equals inflammation. So I have some inflammatory markers I like to do on blood work. I like to do a homocysteine, a CRP, erythrocyte sedimentation rate, ferritin. And these are like general markers. Yeah, they have some specific intent like CRP for heart related inflammation. But if it's elevated, yeah, it puts you at increased risk for heart disease. But the question I love to ask as a functional practitioner is, why is it elevated? And it's elevated because of inflammation and toxicity. So when I do those, and I don't read them based on what the lab says is quote unquote normal or reference range, because that's 95% of the population, 60% of whom are overweight or obese and not optimally healthy. So we don't want to compare you to those. We want to compare you to optimally healthy people. So like homocysteine, the range goes up into the teens, I think, for quote unquote normal in most labs. But we know for optimal health, it should be less than eight. So this is something in black and white I can show someone you should be less than eight and you're 14. You have toxicity and they see it and they go, wow, I have toxicity. <laughs> so I think that the more data we can bring, the better. Totally agreed. I think that's the strength of functional medicine is there There are additional labs, even that conventional medicine, well, at least I wasn't taught through school, <laughs> to, to look at. So functional medicine helps us identify at least some of those biomarkers that we can then target and optimize and help patients feel better. So let's go back. You've unpacked a lot today, but let's maybe go back to what your top essential steps are in general to improve longevity. Okay. So Hands down, it starts with hormones. It just starts with hormones, not because I'm an OBGYN, but hormones are the communicators in your body. We've got two communication systems that both originate in the brain, and that's our hormonal system and our nervous system, central nervous system, that starts with our brain. And the nerves are hardwired, so it's kind of like the internet in your house. When you plug into the wall, plug your computer into the wall, it's a pretty stable connection. It takes a lot to disrupt that. But the hormonal system is like the wireless internet in your house. I don't know about it at your house, but at my house, frequently I have problems where, is it my router? Is my computer not getting the signal? Am I on the right channel? Is somebody else's Wi-Fi interfering? So your hormones are the same. You can have a lot of disruption. So 
it's it's very frequent and a large majority of us have it. And hands down, this is the biggest needle mover. You got to get the communication right to the cells. Otherwise, they don't know what to do. And it's like kids having a substitute teacher with no lesson plan. They just throw paper airplanes and spitballs because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. So you've got to get the communication to the cells by balancing the hormones. That is number one. So you can tell them, make energy, use it to heal yourself, right? Help me sleep and do all the things that we need to do. Two would be absolutely the toxicity and inflammation. You've got to detoxify and that includes healing the gut because the gut is the biggest source of toxicity in the body. And so that's the internal toxicity and then deal with the toxins that came from outside, whether they're chronic viral infections or molds or heavy metals, plastics, all of that, got to fix that. And then three for me is tuning up the nutritional inputs. And that's not just food. It's the oxygen that you're breathing. Are you extracting what you need from it and delivering it to the cells? Are you getting enough sunlight? Are you getting enough love? So it's all of that. And then for me, part of that is the mental, emotional, spiritual balance. So those are my three take action tips to improve longevity. Excellent. Okay, now on to the free gifts. <laughs> Tell us about your free gift. Sure. So I have a jumpstart your midlife metabolism challenge that I invite all of you to join. And I think we're going to have a link in the show notes, but I take you through 28 days to double your energy, lose 10 pounds, and start mastering midlife and teach you in more detail about all the things that we've been talking about today. Love it, love it, love it. Yes, we will post the link in the show notes. So tell us where else listeners can find you, like social media, website, all that jazz. Sure, they can find me. All my handles are kirandunstonmd.com is my website. And then I'm at kirandunstonmd. Make sure you spell it right. It's K-Y-R-I-N-D-U-N-S-T-O-N-M-D.com on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And you have your podcast. Yeah. Lots to follow there. Oh yes. The podcast on Apple podcast is her brilliant health revolution. And on YouTube it's under my name, but it's her brilliant health secrets. Lots of, lots of ways to follow you. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and and preaching again to, to my audience. So this is exactly what we needed to hear. So (laughs) thank you for your brilliance today on our show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it. Extra fat on your body likely has a relationship with your toxicity level and Dr. Dunstan wants to help. Check out her new program for free at jumpstartyourmetabolism.com. And if you're on a quest to detox and lose weight, I highly encourage you also check out several other episodes on this podcast. Launched in March, episode 42 is on infrared sauna use and episode 10 with Amy Carlson and 41 with Genevieve White will help you further work to reduce toxins in your life. My recent episode 43 with Steve Dake walks you through how to complete a liver cleanse program. There's lots of free information on this podcast. Please use it and share it with friends. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. 
I read all of the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, or how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. The podcast is produced by the team at Counterweight Creative. As always, thanks so much for listening. And remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.